Welcome to another episode of Thank God the Kids Are in Bed, brought to you by MachismoSports.com. And yes, thank God the kids are in bed. I'll cheers to that. Three, two, one. That is the sound of the kids are in bed. Kirby, there's no Chad. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, well, <clears throat> wow. Right now we're drinking some uh, Bells Oberon, which... I think we already did. We already ranked them. You're right. It's over on season, and unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, it's my it's my favorite. It's a good. So, it's really good this season. We've already talked about that, but it tastes amazing. It really does. And obviously, I'm not drinking a ton of beer these days, but but we're gonna try some warm blenders mash Crown Royal instead because <laughs> we haven't we haven't uh, yeah we haven't ranked this. So is this the stuff that tastes like cinnamon candy? No. Okay. That I don't know what that is. That's the stuff that will never be touched again. Yeah. Well, there is a caramel one down here. That's oh, the caramel. That's what I'm. Caramel. Like, caramel tastes like a dead skunk inside of a human's rectum. Yes. It's awful. <sighs> Man, it's terrible. Oh, you're taking a big pull. Mm-hmm. You don't have any cold sores or anything, do you? No. Just got a sip of her blades. <laughs> <laughs> of the lower lip. You'll be uh. fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean it. Oh my god! When's the last time you had warm whiskey? I feel like I'm a broke ass twenty year old who's drinking rich and rare from the bottom shelf of a Harding. Honestly, though, it does not taste that bad warm. But it's also been in your basement for a number of months now. True, that's a good balmy sixty five in here. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's not bad. I mean, I like the. It's smooth. I like that stuff. I've had it quite a bit. Definitely be better on ice for sure. So out of five or out of four? Out of five. Out of five. For for a whiskey, I'm like three point two. Like there's some really good stuff out there that I've had, and that's just it's all right. I would Maybe say like a three five. I'll do a three five, three and a half. I was gonna say like a three four. So yeah, we're on the same same boat. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. So what do you give your friends for like holidays or like birthdays? You give them whiskey or anything like if you're giving a gift to another yeah. one of your male friends? Yeah. So my neighbor, Doug, usually I give him a Christmas gift and usually it's something that I know he likes, um, which is usually like bullet bourbon rye. Yeah. He really likes because he drinks it just with Diet Coke or whatever. Um, but other than that, I don't really give any of my friends gifts. Like never. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not. Ne- I'm I've not never been that. a friend either. I, I did. Okay. So I did this one year for Christmas where I, I noticed my buddy. And his wife, they like to drink vodka. So I was like, man, I'm going to buy him a bottle of vodka. Dude, this dude didn't appreciate it whatsoever. Well, like, did you I buy bring... him like Pop-Off or something? No, bullshit? no, I actually bought him like, it was like a $30 bottle of vodka. I think that's it. It's not really expensive. No. But it's, it's something more expensive than he was drinking. Right. It was something that was a cool little bottle of, I don't even remember what it was called. But I remember, you know, I'll take that. And I brought it over and he's like, oh, thanks, but we didn't get you anything. I'm like, I wasn't expecting it. We're just friends. And like, right. I don't have friends that really enjoy you know, like different alcohols or anything like that, or beers like we do. Yeah. I just thought it'd be kind of a cool thing to bring over. Like, hey, yeah, Merry Christmas. Dude, he like took one pull of it and he's like, yeah, I don't really like it. I'm like, this is not what I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to take a pull and tell me you don't like it. Right. I'm just asking, I'm just saying, hey, here's a gift. Yeah, just drink it and shut the fuck up. Yeah, trash me when I'm gone. Exactly. But you and Chad are my only friends that uh-huh. I think I could get. That's adorable. No, that we're I... only friends. Oh, but I think you <laughs> need to get out more. It's such a lonely life. <laughs> <laughs> no, you two are my only friends that drink craft beer like I do, that I hang out with on a regular basis. That can't be true. Or drink whiskeys. No, I have For other real? friends that what I hang, are they, what that are they I hang out. No, that I hang out with on a regular basis. I have friends that I only see very rarely that do drink craft beer. But I'm saying 
I don't see them as regularly as I do you two. Gotcha. So out of my regular I'm with you. friends, it's you two. So I'm thinking like, all right, cool. I got two friends that like we could all buy each other like nice beer or whiskey, whatever, and we'd all enjoy the gift. But I can we just drink it together instead? Yeah, no. Like but, we all buy each other a bottle, but really it's just a community bottle and we yeah, just pass it around and yeah, get fucked exactly. up. Exactly. Like we could do that. Perfect. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's just great. It's fun to have friends that are like that. So I guess to my other regular friends, please grow the fuck up. Yeah, don't be a bitch. Yeah, and start drinking. Start drinking alcohol. All right. So first thing that we got going on tonight. What's the worst accident your child has been in as a result of you? I was thinking about this a lot because I've caused two. You've caused two. <laughs> I've caused two. Wow. So you, are, I'll share the first time. Uh, yeah, I'll share really, the first. I, one. I really don't know. Oh, there is one that comes to mind. Without putting your wife on the spot, <laughs> I am. I'm going to put her on blast. <laughs> Good, you yeah. can. All right. So mine involves sweet potatoes. Lilia used to it's eat sweet. Really funny. She used to eat sweet potatoes all the time. Like it was like one of her go-to meals when she was one, two I years mean, old. She, she's already there. built like a Somalian. So don't they just all eat yams all the time and they're just built like brick shit houses like the rock? So I mean she's she's getting that muscle built. So I yeah. mean keep it up. Well what that, you're doing is working. Well she doesn't eat she's sweet gonna potatoes be built anymore. Like China from <laughs> WWF. <laughs> yeah. So I we um we always make them so we did uh, they'd be in the fridge for like two days. We'd always be able to eat heat them up and you know give them to her for dinner or a snack, whatever. So I put them in the microwave, I think maybe for like 25, 30 seconds. And I was stirring them up, and I was like, all right, cool. And I was testing them, and I'm like, oh, it's not that bad, not that hot. Well, apparently what I didn't know is that potatoes have little air pockets that just fill up with steam and can fuck your mouth up. For sure. So I take them out of the microwave. Again, 25, 30 seconds, let them cool, stir them up. And I took a bite, and I'm like, ah, oh, they're not that bad. Well, the one scoop I give, I put it, I put it on my daughter's, I give it to my daughter just to test. I'm going to give her the rest in the spoon and it just goes in her mouth and she goes, ah, and like her mouth opens <laughs> Wide up. open and she's screaming. And yeah. And it's just like glued to her mouth. Like she is in visible pain within seconds of this going into her mouth. It's a thousand degrees. So I'm like, I grab water out of the fridge. I like click open. I like crack open the lid and I'm like, here you go. Here you go. And then I'm called a bunch of names by my ex. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> that's the first accident I've ever caused my daughter where she, it was a direct it was it was a result of me being stupid yeah. and just being dumb and not really testing it. So that's funny that it, it reminds me of a story my wife did. She she felt terrible and she's gonna hate me for telling the story. But we were at um Texas Roadhouse. Surprise, surprise. Your right? go to place. For those people that listen to the podcast regularly, we go out there often. But anyway, it was, just, it was the same thing. Like, our plates come, so we would both order a steak dinner with potato back when we weren't keto. And we would just, like, divvy up and give Cyrus some before Oliver was here. And it was the same thing. Like, the plate literally just sits right down, and the potato was, like, piping hot, came right out of the oven. It was just, like, a fork full of potato right in Cyrus's mouth. And it was, like, you could tell, like, as soon as it went in the mouth, she freaked, you, you know, she freaked out. And Cyrus obviously just started crying immediately because it burnt the shit out of his mouth. And if, of course, I'm an idiot. And my first response is like, what are you doing? You know, like made her feel even worse. Like, yes. you no, know, she just had one of those like boneheaded not thinking moments. But it was, yeah, that was that was the only, I'm sure there's been a thousand things that I've done. Oh, there is one that he was like running past, trying to run past my truck. And I didn't see him. And I literally like stepped in his way and hip checked him into the back of my truck, like oh. face first into the tailgate and just started crying. All kids need that lesson, though. He does. Don't run that fast around your parents and their I'm vehicles. Way more important 
Yeah. And wherever I go, you should watch out for it. I feel like this is the case with Cyrus, but not Oliver for you. <laughs> just... He is a man mountain. He is so, oh my God, they're exactly the opposite. My oldest is a string bane, tall, slender, skinny. The calves are like, like ACDZ. What's the guitar player? Is that Genghis Young or whatever? I think so. Genghis, whatever his name is. Like skinny, skinny legs with like cut off jeans. That's him. Like pale white, like his white socks match the skin tone of his legs and just no calf muscles whatsoever. He'll be like that forever, I'm sure. But. <laughs> All right. So my second accent, this actually happened at Jungle Joe's. This actually happened recently. Oh, there's another one. So I go, I don't always go with my daughter down the slides. Like she climbs up there by herself. She likes to go down the slides by herself. Yeah. She's cool. You know, do your thing, girl. Mm-hmm. So one of the last times we went, she's like, oh, go with me, go with me. I'm like, all right. So we climb up, we slide down, blast. It's a lot of fun. It's like one of the big slides too, so it's actually kind of fun for adults. Yeah. So we get up and I'm 260 pounds. I'm lighter than you. That, yeah. That yeah, blows so, my damn mind, bro. I'm in awesome shape though but anyways <laughs> i can still kick your ass anyways you can try bitch <laughs> so anyways i'm like all right let me get off first don't go ahead of me so what does she decide to do she runs ahead of me like i'm walking next to her like we dip down i take one foot off to get off she bounces up in the air she lands on the mat like she lands on the inflatable thing and then she dips down and like her face hits the cement part and then her mm. back her back legs go over like scorpion yeah so and, facing concrete and scorpion yep and her body just contorts and i'm like oh my god her spine is snapped and she gets up she's like my backy hurts my backy hurts and i'm like ah oh, but i told you not to get up like not to run <laughs> right. alongside me it's exactly you, what i told you like you're supposed to wait a few feet behind me and let me get off first and then run towards my arms but it was an accident that i really probably should have just grabbed her and like thrown her back and then got off or held her and then got off at the same time but instead i yeah, decided to fault. you get a direction off. she didn't listen that's her yeah but still i feel nope. so bad fuck it i could have been not more of an, i could have been more mature and just waited well, and picked her up. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, but I just felt so bad because her face went back and, like again, her body contorted and she was just. It just looked like one of those. Oh, her introduction to yoga was not how it was supposed <laughs> to not, go. Not a good start. Yeah. So what's your second one? Because so I after I said Jungle Joe's. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I was actually at a jungle gym in Mackinac Island. So we like we we took a family trip up there a couple of years ago, um, last year actually. We. Did a little bike trip around the around the entire island, and when we got to the school up there, there's like a little jungle jungle gym, and we just were tired, and we're just sitting on the, the little park bench, and it's right there by the immediate. There's some slides and some ladders and some climbable stuff, and and then off in the distance there are some monkey bars. Yeah, and it's probably forty yards away. Like you can see him, there's clear visibility, but he decides to like climb up these monkey bar ladder and like reach up as high as he can. And grab onto the monkey bars, which is like out in front. So it's not like directly above the ladder. Like you kind of have to reach out and grab it. And then he lets his feet go and he's just dangling. And he's probably four feet off the ground, like higher than he should. And me and the wife kind of looked at each other and was like, you know what? Like he got himself there. Let's see what he's going to do. Because it's like, it's only four feet. Like, yes, he might fall or whatever. So actually he was like, 10 15 seconds and i was like all right i'm just gonna get up and walk and i was basically yelling the whole time gotta hold on buddy i'm not gonna run you gotta hold on buddy i'm not gonna run and then he 
just fell. He left his grip and fell to four feet. And like just his whole body, just like feet hit and just whole, his whole body collapsed on his, on his feet. And like, you see his like whole face go forward and whiplash and, and then proceeded to complain the rest of our vacation about his back hurts. My back hurts. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I think he hit his tailbone or something on the ground or whatever. And just like, oh, damn. Did you check for bruises? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bruises or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so the entire vacation. So like after Mackin Island, we traveled back to Misik for our like seven days of camping. My back hurts, daddy. I was like, oh, damn. Uh, yeah. Yes. Call yeah. me in like three years. Yeah, exactly. So I actually have one more now that you reminded me of this. That's funny. So I like I play basketball outside, and me and brother, we play a ton of basketball. So my daughter's starting to kind of take an interest in this. Yeah. So she likes to pick up the basketball. She likes to try to dribble it. She likes to pass it. And now she's getting to the point where she likes to shoot an underhand towards mm-hmm. the rim. She obviously doesn't come close. She's three years old. Right. So I like to pick her up, and I let her dunk it. And she grabs onto the rim, and I let her hang. I'll take my hands off her and let her hang on the rim for a little bit. Nice. For a couple seconds, and I put my hands back on her waist. Well, she's been doing this for a few weeks now, so she's gotten used to, like, she can really hang on this rim for a minute. Right. So she's hanging on, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a picture. Ha, ha, ha. This is going to be awesome. So I'm getting ready to take my phone out. Dude, she lets go. So I quickly, I, like, instinctively just wrap my right hand about her. It was a little too late, and this is at seven and a half feet. Oh, okay. The rim oh, so is like 10 feet. No, 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 no. Feet no. Tall. Yeah, That's yeah. seven feet. That's yeah, ridiculous. No. It's seven and a half feet. The rim was off the ground. But I wrap my arm around her, but she still kind of slipped through. It, I... You know, kind of protected her from falling harder, but she fell and her leg kind of caved in like this and her uh, knee hit the ground. I'm like, torn ACL, meniscus, kneecap exploding. Something's going to happen. Right. And this is not good. Holy but thank shit. God she's still only three years old. So she's still really flexible. So nothing happened. But she got up and she's like, oh, my knee. I think I need a bandage. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't need a bandage. You, you need fine. surgery. Like, yeah. <laughs> Can you walk? And she's like, yeah, dad. And I'm like, you want to dunk it again? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, let's get back up there. So, but that was another accident that was caused by me, which was just very stupid. I should not have even, I should have had somebody else, like maybe done it later and got a picture of her hanging on the rim. Cause it is funny to see her doing it, right. but I should not have taken my hands off of her waist because that is just a terrible accident waiting to happen. And that was stupid on my part. All right. So <laughs> I was thinking about this Fine. the other day. What's the most feminine thing you've ever heard a dad say? You brought you brought this up before the podcast started. And I really couldn't think of anything besides like I'm actually in a Facebook group with a bunch of dads. Oh, really? Which one is it? Um, I don't even know. Like first time dads, or I, I there's I'm like be in there's like four thousand of them. So I actually joined it to try to get like material from this. Um, Genius, and it's actually super funny because there was a bunch of pussy ass bitches in this group. Um. And it completely off subject, but I'm just gonna go down this path anyway. Yeah. Like, and you'll you'll bring it back. But like, literally, the topic today was like after having a baby, like the doctor tells you to not have sex for six weeks or eight weeks if it's a C-section. Yeah. And apparently, it's the end of the fucking world for these dudes. Like for six weeks. For six weeks, like how do you go six weeks without sex? And was like, it's called fucking being married. Yeah, <laughs> not, not really, but you know, like not even close. But it's one of those like your fucking wife just shit out a kid out of her vagina. Like, can you fucking relax and beat your shit, beat your dick up for the next six weeks? Like, yeah, just go to the nearest toilet right. and drop the kids off into the pool. Right, like, like, I don't I, get it. Right, like yes, I get it's a struggle. Like yes, I get your mindset, 
because probably like the last few months of pregnancy, she was feeling miserable and not really like up into the fucking mood. Yeah. So it's probably way longer than that. But at the same point, like she's fucking miserable. Would you change spots with her? Hell to the fucking no. Like I'm out. All dudes probably said yes, they would, but absolutely not. Are you serious? Are no, you I'm saying I'm not months? saying I would, but I'm saying some dudes would be like, oh, dude, totally. Like my, you know, I actually have a client. Well, not he's not a client of ours, but he comes into the barbershop, and he told us that um, postpartum was a was fake, and it was a sign that a woman doesn't want to be in their child's life. So that is a guy wow. that I'm telling you right now will say, oh yeah, I would totally be pregnant for nine months. How hard can it be? That's where I was getting at. There are some dudes out there that think like it's just a joke and that it doesn't really affect a woman in any way. There's which not is not a fucking chance. It's not true. I it will does. Take, I will take beating off into a into a toilet for three months. Can you imagine? Like, I guess the first couple months you're just sick and miserable, but then like having a, a dude, you have a baby ball, inside of you, a beach ball in front of you. You can't sleep on your back. You can't sleep on your stomach. You got to sleep on your side. You sleep like shit. You have acid reflux. You have pinched nerve in your back. You can't fucking walk. You're miserable all and the time. And on top of that, you're still going to work. You're still doing the household things. Yeah. You're still... Not to mention the hormones and all the bullshit you have to deal with. And yes. then you have an asshole husband that wants to just fuck you. Yeah. Like, what? Are you serious? So I kind of like... I mean, this is supposed to be like a supportive Facebook group, but I just got into this like... Like, bro, it's six weeks. Relax. Re- relax. I feel like all newly, all couples that are getting pregnant for the first time should be hand-gifted a pocket pussy. They the, really should. I actually 1,000% agree with that. That's what they should be given. Government-funded like, pocket pussies. We're going to make it like your partners. <laughs> a flashlight. <laughs> we're going to model this flashlight after your partners. So it's like Man, you're... It's, it's too far. No, I'm, I don't I don't want them to fucking like put a cast on her hoo-ha. <laughs> Okay, it's optional if you want this. There's some fucking freaks out there Maybe. that would totally take this. But if you want it to feel like your wives, okay, then just get it modeled after us. Dude, listen, you can get chocolate. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I saw this. <laughs> but you can get chocolate that looks like your partner's asshole to eat it. I've actually seen that. Yeah, mold but it into who your, is your... I guess... I guess the person that would get a chocolate mold of their wife's asshole is the same person whose wife would mold their asshole, right? Yeah. No, you know I mean, the, like, that's yeah, a self-selecting perfect, perfect group. couple. <laughs> that's a that self-selecting group. I'm glad that you two found each other. I'm that's actually, amazing. I actually should record tomorrow. <laughs> so I should literally, like, set up a camera and be like, sweetheart, um, I'd like to tell you something. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to take a mold of your asshole. Need the chocolate To make chocolates out of. Because I want to eat your butthole. Because <laughs> that's the reaction I would get. It's just like she'd just stand up and walk away, just get in her car and just drive away forever. I'd never see her again. What if she's like, all right, nah, we're not going down this. <laughs> we're not most, doing this. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. But anyways, back like, to it. All all couples that are having a baby should be <laughs> gifted a pocket pussy of fleshlight. And if fleshlight wants to sponsor us for a ton of money, we'll do it. Anyways, I agree with you. It should be government funded. Like, that was honestly like to go back to real reality. Like that was a really difficult time because it was for your wife. It for me too. Like yeah. I I get where his head was at because it was it was a struggle. Like I get she's uncomfortable and feels fat and feels bloated and like not in the mood. And I like totally get it from a rational perspective, but I don't think women know like when you haven't 
had sex in a really long time, like it consumes your mind. Like it's fucking poison. And that's even after you've dropped the kids off in the pool. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, no, exactly. It doesn't it, matter. Like you're still thinking like, no, I want that. I want the real thing. Like, and it, and I, it's seriously like 10, 15, 20 times an hour where that's just like, oh my God, I would, I would fuck anything right now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's the it, worst. It, but I don't think women really understand just, I mean, just like we don't really understand childbirth and pregnancy and all the uncomforts. Like I can, I can imagine it would be awful. Yeah. But at the same point, like they can't even can they can't even wrap their brains around that because I don't think women have the same like overwhelming like desire, desire, and just like where your neck gets all swollen and you're just be like, oh, fuck something. Like, yeah, just, and it's like anything like you could be watching a vacuum commercial. Like yeah. it's just a lady vacuuming the floor, like modeling the vacuum. You're like. Holy shit, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I've it, never felt harder. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. And so it's it I think it's both people have struggles, but I don't know why that even came up. But No, well, so when I first thought of this topic, like what's the most feminine thing you heard a dad say? I was I actually read that I saw this on another grape. It's like another group on Facebook another that grape. I'm a part of. I like like it. it's like dads in September having September's babies or something like that. Gotcha. Really specific. Very. Yeah. So there's just, four of us. Yeah. <laughs> All twenty eight of us. Yeah. Well, one of them was like, "You ever like as a man wish you could have carried the child?" Oh, Jesus dude, that is the most. That, that is the most feminine thing. thing I've ever heard. Dude. It would be as similar as like, have you ever had like sympathy pains while you're breastfeeding? Like you you see your wife breastfeeding, and be like, "Oh, my nipple hurts from it." Like, no, that's I have never heard of it because it's absurd. But that's like the very similar, right? No, and the, yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing I was thinking of was sympathy pains, where I'm like, dude, maybe they're real. I know I didn't get them, but I mean, maybe they're real. I have no idea, but I doubt it. But this dude was like, well, you know, like my son, he's a king. I view him as a king, and like I just like am kind of jealous that my wife got to carry this king. You know, I want to be of royalty. Like he was just saying some absurd. He did, he eventually deleted the post because it was just ridiculous. Because people were like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" A king? Yeah, like a king, a blabbering fucking idiot who can't survive without anybody. Well, a king. After stalking his Facebook profile, I realized he was really big into like LeBron James, and I people call uh, LeBron James King James. So he was probably viewing his son kind of the same way. Like, oh, King King James, like basketball related. I guess wow. I'm. I don't know. Just connecting straws. Yeah, that's just it. what I'm doing. So, it was, dude, it's just one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. But it was like, I don't know, the most feminine thing. Like, why? Why would you want to put yourself through that? I like, would never switch positions. I never would either. I'm, never. I'm good on that. I don't want that at all. All right. So another topic was how do you get your kids to eat vegetables? I know your kid has a hell of an appetite compared to mine. It's uh, Oliver does Oliver eat anything you put in his face. Um, Cyrus is pretty picky now, but it's I think you just have to lead by example. Right, like mm-hmm. you eat broccoli, you eat and just eat it, and then. But he's still like, "No, nah, I don't like broccoli." Be like, "Bitch, you just ate broccoli last week and devoured it." Like, you just tell me you don't want it today, and I'll listen to you. But you're gonna lie to my face, I'll slap you across the mouth. I don't know, I, it, but it's it's all day to day. It really is. Even Oliver is day to day. I don't. Like, I just don't get it because, like, I will smack. Like, I just got Lilia to eat scrambled eggs, so I told her, "Like, what?" Hey, she wasn't eating them. She never would eat them. That's so we insane. go to the gym on Mondays. Take her, like, we'll work out and everything. Like, well, she'll watch and, like, try to pick up weights. It's hilarious. So I'm like, all right, so what are we going to eat after that? She's like, 
we're going to eat candy. And I was like, we're not going to eat candy after the gym. We're going to go eat. We're going to make some scrambled eggs. You can help me. So we like, you know, put a bunch of eggs in the, you know, mm-hmm. crack them open. She's whisking them and everything like that. And then she finally like, she devoured them. Like she had a whole plate. I literally put cheese and pepper on them. Nice. And she smashed them. But I just like, she never ate them before. She's had eggs before, like hard boiled, but she hated scrambled eggs. That's Like I have crazy. no idea why. Both my boys love them. Yeah, I hope this is a thing that she continues because yeah. I would love for her to continue to eat scrambled eggs They're with amazing. me in the morning. Yeah, I love scrambled eggs. I know. I'll eat any fucking any egg. Like hard boiled, over medium, scrambled. Like you make an egg, I'm fucking eating it. Yeah. Smashing I, that uh, shit. I love frying them up too. But yeah, no, it's just, I think it's just like more leading by example and like having them have fun. And then I noticed like when she's at daycare, she is, she'll eat a ton of vegetables. She'll eat like fettuccine Alfredo as well, which blows my mind because she will not eat this stuff at home. That's weird. Yeah. And I'm wondering why it is. So I was asking her daycare teacher and she was like, well, the reason is, is because all the kids aren't encouraging her. All the kids are doing it themselves and she's being led by example. Like, Hey, I'm going to eat this. We're all going to eat this together. We're all in it. We're a team. We're just going to finish this food. And I'm like, that is okay. That's cool. But that's also stupid. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to just eat what I want to eat and hopefully she follows along. Like, I don't want to force my child to do it, but I also don't want to starve her. So I always have like easy Mac, Mac and cheese ready to go. Right. And like, you know, yogurt, cheese sticks. I'm, I know she's starting to like turkey and stuff like that. So I'll just try to keep that on there just in case she doesn't want it. But as for vegetables, I'm still at that part where she won't eat them at home, but she Nothing. will. No, she won't. I even tried. I've, I mean, she's tried carrots like out of the bag, like little baby carrots. And I'm like, hey, you eat four of them, you get one piece of gum. And like, she's like, uh, she's like almost, she just almost completely turned off by carrots. But she finally ate four of them. She's like, oh, these are really good. Can I have gum now? And I'm like, man, I don't really want to bribe you your entire life. Bribing is the best for kids. As of right now, it is. But I hope it doesn't, it's not a continued pattern forever. But yeah, she doesn't really eat that many vegetables at home. But like I said, she's getting into eating eggs now. She's eating more turkey, which. It's just protein, fat, right? Like, keep it up. Yeah. So, my kids have had. um, It's actually coming like you know how fruit comes in like little plastic cups with like the clear cellophane lid on them. Oh yeah, I love those. They make vegetables like that too. That's in water. They actually make like pre-cooked green beans, corn, and carrots like in like the little plastic bullshit kid. It looks like a pudding cup, but it's with vegetables. So it's in the vegetable row. So actually, they eat those. So just like literally rip the lid off, like drain the water out, and then just split it between the kids. And they'll they'll eat them because they're soft, they're cooked, but they're cold. Yeah. Room temperature or whatever. That's not bad. I never even noticed that. Yeah. So it's not like crispy and crunchy where the texture is weird, where it actually might be like palatable for. Mm, I think cooked carrots are a little bit sweeter. I think green beans are a little bit sweeter, like cooked or whatever. She actually talks about green beans. She's like, they're my favorite. They help me get big and strong, right, Dad? And I'm like, yeah, but if you eat them, they do. Not looking at them and pushing (laughs) them away. Right. So how do you feel about those fruits in the cup thing? Real, Like, do you hate those or are you just – I mean, obviously fresh fruit's better, but – Right. Because I used to buy those can of mandarin oranges, and, like, she would devour a can of those things. Yeah, they're – full of sugar so of i know that's what i'm asking you yeah, like I, I don't i don't and the no i don't think they ever have so they do if they're gonna do fruit they do like a pouch where there's no like sugar added no, okay. like, and then they hide a vegetable in it so they'll do like where do you get those at um meyer in the maybe the baby aisle oh, they have okay. like toddler stuff where it's like they have yogurt ones and then they have like I've seen Green the yogurt beans, ones. apricots, and apples. Like so, they like hide a vegetable in like a fruit, so it's sweet. 
but then you'd also get like a couple servings of vegetables in there too. So my wife does that a lot too. So every meal, they'll get a pouch that has a vegetable in it if they're not going to eat. The I vegetable. don't buy the fruit cups anymore, but I used to. Like the cans, I drain all the I drain all the liquid the out of them. Syrup bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and then she just smashed the mandarin oranges, which. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, they were fucking delicious. They both are candy. Yeah, they're, they're like sugared oranges. Yeah, and oranges are amazing, already though. sugary. But she already. But I mean, I guess like the go-to fruit would probably be bananas for her. Like we love those, like apples too. But she hates them sliced up, unless they're from like. That's weird. She eats a whole apple. <laughs> no, that's the problem. Like they need to be cut up so I can save them. Right. But she'll like take an apple out of the pantry and she'll like eat like four to three bites, four to ten bites. And then she's like, I'm done. And then she tries to go throw it away. And I'm like, hell, no. Put that in a bag. Put it in the fridge. Eat it tomorrow. I don't care if it gets brown. Right. But, like, she'll only... She's like me, too. Like, I hate when I crack... So, when I go to the gym, like, I eat applesauce. Because my the guy that I trained with was like, dude, just eat a light meal. Like, eat a little applesauce. Eat a banana. So, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to eat applesauce and eat a banana. But me, I hate the mushy part of bananas. I don't know how anybody eats that. It's disgusting to me. Like, when they turn a little brown? Not when they turn them around, when they're like mushy, when they're like almost like a darker color than the regular banana, they're mushy. They're yeah. mushy. Well, they, they turn they turn the color where they're a little bit darker. I hate the br- I hate the black spots on them too. Like I'll oh, cut for those sure. out. For yeah, sure. that's disgusting. But do when they like get kind of do you mushy, buy them a little greener than yellow? No, I try so to buy them yellow because I eat them like pretty fast. I try to buy like four to five because I'll smash them in four to five days. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so much sugar. My God. Dude, the the workout is pretty intense. It's early in the morning. Like, it's at, like, 6 in the morning when I eat them, and I'm working out by, like, 7 or 8 o'clock, and, dude, Still. it's a hell of a workout. Anyways, I'm sure it is. No, it is. It is. I'm sure it is. First time I did it, threw up. Second time I did it, threw up. Wow. That is intense. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, th- this got me thinking, too, and it got me, like, I was actually kind of, like, emotional about this, is that, that so my bitch. daughter, my daughter's getting ready to go to pre-K, <laughs> so we've been looking around, and I'm thinking... Where the where has the time gone? Like she was just she's only three and a half. I bro. know, but I'm looking at pre K already for earlier when she turns four to get her into kindergarten. Yeah, and I'm getting kind of like she's moving on from one part of her life, which is preschool and daycare, with all of her friends that she knows now and her teachers who she's yeah. comfortable with, and she's moving into a different environment with different teachers and different uh, and different kids, and I don't know. It's just kind of sad, like. I wonder if it's different between a girl and a boy. Because all I can do is think about when he can rake the lawn and mow it. You do, Okay, you little, mean to tell me not I at one little. part of your life, not at this point in your life, you see Cyrus. He's like, what, four years old now? Yeah. So he's getting ready to... He like, Dude, he's going to be in kindergarten soon. Yeah. And you're not already thinking about that transition? Where I'm it's excited like, for it. Like, there's I'm, no I'm part excited. Of, there's no part of me that like cries. My heart is just like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Like, I'm, like, she's really, she's growing. She's going to be learning so much. This is awesome. But there's a part of me that's like, Your little Damn. girl's growing up. Yeah, she's not a baby anymore. Right. Like, this is incredible. I still feel like I'm 24 just getting the news Ye- that my daughter, that I'm about to have a child. You know what I'm saying? I like, can't wait to watch you at her wedding. Because you're gonna be a fucking mess. Oh my god, a Harrison mess. better treat her well. <laughs> <laughs> well played, the pullback, dude. That's awesome. No, I mean it's some sometimes. My wife does. My wife gets a little emotional when it's like because we've been looking for kindergartens or pre. I don't know. She does all that. Thank God for my wife for that because I really don't like have a pulse on my kids like at all education, but she does. So. My kids would be the dumbest shits ever. Like, they still wouldn't be in preschool. 
Yeah, they'd just be like out in diapers. Yeah, they still would. I would just, I'm too busy. Cyrus is dressing himself with a little belly shirt running around. Yep. This is still in like <laughs> He just knows like three months, words like onesie. candy, ice cream, and pizza. Perfect. March on, bro. <laughs> Wearing cowboy boots on the wrong feet. That's right. Totally get it. Looking like Joe Dirte. You're damn right. <laughs> no. and all. It's just that I was driving and she was kind of talking about her day and like talking about the friends that she knows now. And there's going to be a part of her life where they're probably not, they're going to be memories for me, these kids Mm -hmm. that I've seen her grow, like, you know, kind of grow up into like a little toddler with. And I'm going to remember like those names. I'm going to remember those kids. I'm going to remember the story she told me. Right. But there's going to be a part where she doesn't and she's going to be going, this is the weird, it's like the weird transition part for her. Like, it's just for me, I'm just watching. I'm like, man, I'm so proud. And I'm so excited for you. But at the same time, damn, this is really sad. Like, you're growing up. You'll never get them back. Yeah, you'll never be the little know, child like, again. I guess I force myself to always look forward. Like, I always look towards the future of, like, the things to come and the things to be excited about in the future and never look back. No, I am excited about it, but at the... I get you yeah. are, but you still you still have that, like, yeah, reflection the, period yeah. where you look back and be like, oh, she was a baby once and then she's no longer there. It's just more for her sake, just because, like, I know that those kids are like it's not going to be the same kids like she's going to be telling me stories but there's going to be a part of her that uh, i don't know it's just crazy that reflection period is crazy so we did this i don't even know if i want to tell the story yes you do yes you do it's okay so back so i went to keto academy more in orlando and joseph dr joseph mcclendon the third who is tony robinson's right hand man who does he's a psychiatric um, or a psychologist Whatever. Is Joseph McClendon, is he black? Yes. Dude, his... Did, he spoke to us for 13 hours. Does he have a long lineage of like... Was, did he mention anything about a grandfather named John McClendon? No. John McClendon was... The, real quick, John McClendon was the first African-American coach to win a national championship for college basketball. And like he actually worked with Dr. James Namath, and he was part of the first interracial basketball game between the Duke Medical School and... I forget what school he coached at. But anyways, he had like a f- team of like all black athletes, basketball players, going against the Duke Medical School during like World War II. It's like cheating. Yeah. No, dude, it was an amazing game. There's this incredible book about it, but McLennan, the name you're talking about. Yeah. And I mean, that's just incredible. <laughs> like, sorry, that my mind just went off. But gotcha. John McLennan, it was not John Thompson. It was John McLennan that won the first national championship as an African-American head coach. Like, we got to correct that in history. Like, congratulations to John Thompson, but seriously, it was John McClendon. Anyways, going with your story. So I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. So he basically is a professional at getting over fears. And so if somebody's afraid of dogs, he doesn't, like, slowly introduce dogs into somebody's life. He literally will chain a Rottweiler to his metal desk on a marble floor, have a guy open up the door, a Rottweiler starts, like, pulling the metal desk across the floor, the screeching of the – and, like – and then he throws a cup of cold water in their face and, like, does this – system in order to like get over fears and like with two hours you'll be petting a rottweiler like he's really really powerful at what he does so he has a whole room of like two thousand people and all day was like these getting over fears and disbeliefs and like cognitive reassurance and like the like pavlov's dog and like essentially like conditioning us to respond in a certain way to negativity um which was like super powerful and i watched my team like a turn into different human fucking beings. Like it was powerful. But at the very end, he was introducing us to somebody that we're going to fall in love with. And it was essentially, he brought us like, you close your eyes. Cause he was about the subconscious 
if you think of something subconscious, it basically your brain has no idea between your subconscious and your conscious. Like if you close your eyes and um, like if everyone listening would close their eyes and pretend they, you know, would get into the fridge and get into the fridge and grab an orange or a, a lemon. You bring the lemon over, you grab a knife from your butcher block and you cut the lemon. You take the first, the first half of the lemon, you bring it up to your nose and you smell it. And you take the second half and you bring it in your, you take a, like a, basically a big bite and scrape the, the, the pulp into your mouth. Basically you have a physical response to that. Like you're actually going to start salivating if you actually start picturing it in your mind. So basically his whole thing is if you picture it, it is reality. You're actually, your body will respond to it like it is reality. And you can't, you're like, you're, your brain can't differentiate between something you're imagining and something that's real. So for him, it's see it, say it, and it becomes reality. So basically, if you trick your subconscious and being a conscious, then you can like change your world around you. So that's basically the gist of it. But it's that was a 12-hour program in four minutes. So at the very end of it, he brings us like, close your eyes. You're standing up. You're going on a walk. Like you're going through this neighborhood. You go through this, you know, feel the flowers. You go around this thing. And basically, like, he takes you on this 10-minute journey where you're kind of like picturing yourself going through all the motions. And you basically start walking up and this person that you're meeting, it turns out to be you mm. when you were a toddler. And it basically like you get on your knees in this room and you have a conversation with yourself about like, everything's going to be okay. Like you turn into be a badass. Like, don't worry about like all the things you're going to come across and all the, the tribulations or whatever. And like halfway through that kid that I was talking to, that was me turned into Cyrus and then I fucking got really emotional. Like, like where it just like, it completely switched that flip. And it was like, I started fucking bawling and it was just like telling my son, like, it's going to be cool, dude. Like you're going to go through some shit, but you're going to come out of it. Fine. Like that. Holy crap. Ola. Like that was real. And that was like pivotal. How many times do you think you'll have that conversation with your son? Cause now that I'm thinking about it, <clears throat> I feel like I'm going to have that conversation a lot with my daughter. Like, dude, you're going to get through a lot of shit. You're going to go through a lot of things. But you're going, like, you're you're strong enough and you're smart enough to get through it. Like, I feel like I'm going to have that conversation a lot. Because right. I feel like as a kid, when you're growing up, and, like, in elementary school, you don't have so much doubt. Right. But until you probably reach, I think for me, probably about, like, third or fourth grade. Because I wasn't, like, I like I said before, I'm not a great test taker like i never was even if i studied just never was it means you're stupid but that's yeah, okay great yeah. thanks for you thanks for that <laughs> so i was always so much better at doing projects so like the self-doubt came in like dude can i really do this yeah like can i really actually accomplish what i want to accomplish and that had started happening at three and four years old but how how many times do you think you're going to have that conversation with your child with mm -hmm. cyrus in particular before this happened maybe never like maybe in middle school when like shit's just hard for everyone. And yeah. Just it's difficult and everyone's awkward and everyone makes fun of each other and bullying is prevalent and all that. But like now going through that and just like having that retrospect of being able to have that conversation with yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's probably, a good thing to have. It is. And like just that experience that I went through makes me a little bit more cognizant about what he's going to go through. And try to relate to it and try to, like, connect with it on a level that he might not understand. I get that. You know? So. So you're, like, so basically kind of opened up your eyes. You're, like, I really want to be there for my child. Right. Like, I really want to just. And not just say, like, if anything's going on, like, you know, you can talk, come to me. Because that's what my parents did. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what and, my parents did, too. And you never did. You never came to them with shit. You no. fucking buried it. And you know what I mean? Like, and maybe try to relate to them, like, 
this, I went through the same thing. It was really hard for me, but like, I'm glad I went through it and it made me the person that I am. And guess what? Your dad's a fucking badass. So you're going to be a badass, but you just have to march through it. I did actually have more of a open line of communication with my mom because we had been through so much. Yeah. For a lot of people, not many people know this about me. So a handful of people listening that, are going to just figure this out. That you're gay. Like totally. We all like we all know. Totally. We all know. <laughs> totally. Well, way to ruin the <laughs> sentimental moment. But I've had, well, I've had open... I've had open heart surgery three times, and my mom has been with me through every bit of it. Like, there were times I remember where my dad was like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Like, this is too hard for me to see my son, which I totally respect. I, I get, get it. it. I yeah. get it. Like, not everybody can handle seeing that. But my mom, tough as shit, one tough chick, was like, dude, I got this. And, like, she handled it. So me and my mom have been through so much. I always felt like that open line of communication was there with my mom. Like, I could pretty much do anything and pretty much tell my mom anything and she'd like listen and talk to me maybe not give the best advice because let's be honest parents don't give the best advice right and so like i just feel like that's in like what i learned from my mom was like that it's okay like there is a you really like as a parent you really can have an open line of communication with your child but it really depends on how much time you're going to spend with them and as a parent i'm trying to up that level with my daughter than what me and my mom have and like because my mom didn't always include me in everything that she did. She included me in a lot of things, but she didn't include me in everything. Like, I tried to bring Lilia with me everywhere. Like, she's going to go to the radio station for the first time on Tuesday. She's going to go with me there, and I know she's going to love it. But that's a part of my world where I didn't know if I really even wanted to open up to her right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? But now it's just like, okay, I'm going to introduce you to this part of my world. You're going to see a different side of me. And this is where it comes from. And, like, here you go. I'm just going to get bring it to you. My son would push every single button. That's what I'm afraid of, dude. That's what I'm afraid of. The entire time, I would get nothing done. Half of my recordings would be cut off short or, like, one channel muted or, like, yeah. Dude, it would be the worst. Yeah. That's why I don't do anything with my son. It's just, (laughs) just like, well, so I bring her with me to the gym, and there are times where it does get a little tough because she wants to jump on everything and try to climb on everything. Yep. But at the same time, like, you know what? She's here with me. She's watching me do it. She does right. a pretty good job of listening and sitting still. Like, I get it. Like, watching people work out for 15 minutes is hard as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now you're here for an hour and a half. Thank God they have hard. a daycare. Thank God they have a daycare. At your radio station? No, no, no. I'm saying oh, at the gym. Yeah, I'm with, at the yeah, gym. I'm where fine. she's like, uh, yeah, she'll go with me there. And, like, that was kind of the t- trial run. Like, being able to take her to, like, Jungle Joe's by herself, not a big deal. Go and get ice cream, not a big deal. But taking her to the gym was kind of like, okay, let's just see how much you can handle. Let's see if you're actually willing to listen. Let's see if I can actually introduce you to these parts of my life because yeah. I want you to be included in all of them. So, yeah, I think that's a good way to end this. Yeah. All right. That. Thank you for listening to Thank God the Kids Are in Bed. I'm Lance Capros. I'm with Kirby. And please subscribe to our SoundCloud channel. Also, we're trying our hardest to get on iTunes. We'll be there soon. I'm going to do a little shameless plug. Um, so a friend of mine actually does a podcast called Tech Over Time. And essentially all it is is they um, they bring up a topic. So it would be like if I brought up a topic on a technical thing and actually researched the entire history from when it was vetted to all the different like technological advances and to today and whether they think it's worth it or worth society. And the other one has no idea what they're talking about and just asks questions and dives into it. It's actually really cool. But it is on iTunes. It's called Tech Over Time. It's out of Grand Rapids. It's a buddy of mine. Um, but I would just wanted to throw out a, a shameless plug. They do one every week. Uh, and actually pretty interesting. So if you got some free time, check it out. I think it's about a half hour or 40 minutes uh, each episode. 
Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll check you out soon.